So we went back in and, and bid one more time. We all agreed. Sure enough, we won. Uh, the other company dropped out. And I could feel the chill go up the back of my spine at that point, not totally realizing what we just bought. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Hey, y'all. Alex Goffman here, and you've decided to listen in for episode 44 of Wintry Mix. Thank you. We're recording this one from the studios of Vermont Public Radio in Colchester, and we're also nearing the end of season three. This will be the second-to-last offering before a spring hiatus. While the East Coast comes to grips with what Vail Resorts buying Stowe might mean to region-wide season passes, and I try to predict how it might impact traffic on my hometown thoroughfare of Route 100, there is a whole other world beyond these mega-mountains. Local folks running their local hills in markets generally unfettered by this big mountain trend. From the Midwest to the Southwest to the Mid-Atlantic and anywhere else there's snow, massive numbers of smaller ski areas introduce the sport to the next generation and scratch the itch of passionate skiers on modest vertical drops. In the Finger Lakes region of New York, a local group of investors new to the ski business have scooped up two popular mountains in recent years and, by most accounts, successfully. My guest today is Mark Stemmerman, the co-owner of Greek Peak and Toggenberg Mountain, located between Syracuse and Ithaca, New York. Stick around and we'll find out more. Season 3 of Wintry Mix is supported by... World Cup Supply has served the ski resort, race, and event industry since 1991. Visit worldcupsupply.com to see the complete selection of race gates, safety, and crowd control fencing, on-hill tools, poles, nets, you name it. If you are running a ski resort, an event, or an event at a ski resort, then trust World Cup Supply for the gear that ensures safety and success. All right, get on a plane, fly to Salt Lake City, and devour the powder at Snowbird in Little Cottonwood Canyon. With 500 inches average annual snowfall, seven-minute tram rides to the summit, and over 3,000 vertical feet, this will make your season. Check out fourth night free slopeside lodging options or visit with your mountain collective pass. Snowbird.com is step one. Step two is follow Snowbird on social to stay stoked until you arrive. Over 250 ski areas use Liftopia to reach millions of skiers and riders planning their trips. But what you might not know is that Liftopia's cloud store is also the most widely used e-commerce ticketing technology for ski area websites, with over 100 North American ski resorts using the platform. Your team, your strategy, your customers partnered with the best e-commerce support and technology in the industry. Visit Liftopia.com and click platform to learn more or email partners at Liftopia.com to schedule a call today. Welcome back to episode 44 of Wintry Mix. I'm Alex Kaufman, and on the line, as noted, is Mark Stemmerman, co-owner of Greek Peak and Toggenberg Mountain in the Finger Lakes region of New York. Uh, welcome, Mark. Thank you. Great to be here. 
Help folks understand the size and scope of these ski areas who maybe aren't familiar. As far as Greek Peak Mountain Resort, it uh, contains a 150-room hotel with a, uh, I think it's 60,000 square foot water park indoor. And then it has 43 trails over across the way and uh, six lifts, a pretty dynamic uh, place, eight food venues. Uh, So it's hustling and bustling 365 days a year. It's neighbor, sister resort, the the new one in your portfolio, Toggenberg. um, That's something you're running now as well, correct? Yeah, so you you have to kind of giggle. I'm running it by title only. Um, I want to make sure that everybody understands that uh, we have some really great management in place, great employees that actually do the running. And like I say, I currently um, am running our family business down in Elmira and uh, just go up uh, on weekends to ski and once a week on Fridays to uh, to meet with our excellent management team up there. And uh, fortunately, I have a partner as well. But uh, Toggenberg is, was a, a great resort just south of Manlius and Fayetteville and Syracuse. Uh, has a phenomenal uh, restaurant uh, that a gentleman, uh, his family, uh, started Toggenberg. This gentleman uh, went to the Culinary Institute and created the Foggy Goggle, uh, which is area-renowned and actually probably statewide renowned. There are a lot of people that go there that don't even ski. So we uh, took it over as our entryway into the Syracuse market. Ironically, the year last year, the year it didn't snow. So as long as the weather cooperates, these things are awesome. Well, congrats to you for being a a new, somewhat new owner who is able to uh have your managers take care of most of the work while you're uh, while you're elsewhere. That that's that's definitely a level of success. So, up until 2013, if I understand correctly, you and your partner John Mayer, uh, how do you say Meyer Mayer Meyer Meyer, Meyer. Uh, you and John Meyer were Greek skiers and local businessmen, and then something changed. Take us back to 2013. Sure, I'd love to. I can I can remember it exactly. Um, the mountain had gone out onto a uh, venture to build a hotel, water park, adventure center, and uh, got overextended. And so it was left with this um, place where, to me, I grew up skiing there. I've been skiing there for 40 years, and uh, John had been there for 25 years. And then most recently, um, in the previous few years, our families had gone up there and spent every weekend uh, skiing there. We were concerned that this, uh, you know, local jewel that that our family enjoys uh, was going to close on us, and uh, that's where we we looked at it. And I remember sitting at the corner with with John in the car, and I said, you know what? What happens if we bid on this? Maybe you know, maybe we'll get a piece of it. Maybe we'll we'll uh, get the ski side. Maybe we'll. Who knows? But maybe it'd be an opportunity to preserve itself. And, and John uh, agreed, and uh, that's, that's basically how it happened. A couple days later, we were out uh, skiing out west, uh, just laughing on the lift. It's like, you know, what, what happens if we do win this? And, and, you know, how big of an entity uh, this thing is, and, and how are we going to run it? 
you know, my management style and, and John's are different, and that's that's kind of why we get along is because we we're interested in different things. Um, is I'm pretty much you know a, a supervisor. I, I like to put the people in place and and just watch them. So anyway, so we're sitting on the chair left out and uh, skiing, and and we're just kind of going over this. And no real reality to it, um, but we decided to go ahead and, and uh, put up go to the bid opening, which was a, a 12-hour ordeal. Uh, because the FDIC had taken the resort over, sent it to an auction house, and there were three companies that were up in the top floor of the Syracuse Hotel uh, dealing with the FDIC and bidding, and, and they had all these crazy rules as to how you bid and what you did. And so we sat there uh, with John's wife, Christine, myself, uh, our lawyers, one of the ex-board members, upstairs and we had our number they kept going round after round and the first uh, person dropped out within two bids and then we kept going with this other company and we approached our number and I remember um, us going and after every bid you would go into your room and and talk you know we talked to Christine and, and John and myself and should we bid again should we now bid against some some other things. But anyways, um, the company before us bid right on our number that we said that we had a guarantee from the bank, you know, we could we could go with. They bid right on that number, and we sat in there and we said, you know, it would be a shame to let somebody else get it for that number. So we went back in and, and bid one more time. We all agreed. Sure enough, we won. Uh, the other company dropped out. And I could feel the chill go up the back of my spine at that point, not totally realizing what we just bought. And then amazed at, as I look back, as I sit here in my chair and look back as to how far it's come in, in those four years, uh, it's amazing. But it is one big entity uh, to run, especially in Virgil, New York, um, to get employees, to to get everything going but you know it's it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of learning it's been a lot of frustrations um over the years uh and fortunately like you know you're you're all at the the hands of the weather but um i i still remember we went to a and w and got some cheeseburgers because none of us ate in 12 hours and we each called our parents and told them what we did and it it was just unbelievably shocked at that point because I mean we're small town Elmirans from you know I run a family-owned business uh, with which I dabble in manufacturing and John runs uh, some uh, other businesses in the rescue and and um, defense industry in manufacturing so what do we know about hotel and ski resorts other than the fact that we love that place um, and it was really part of our family's core uh, and their quality of life that uh, they enjoyed. We were pleased that we saved it because I think it would have been shuttered and closed. But it's been a lot of work to get to where we are. And then you take a season like last year where your typical ski season is 100 days in central New York, and all of a sudden we had 63 days. And it's like, okay, what do you do? 
Um, don't regret it. Just uh, sometimes you get exhausted dealing with the weather. How long did that, um, oh, crap, what did we just do feeling last? <laughs> I think it comes and goes. It, it, it went away because it was such a... It was such a whirlwind. We had to go to bankruptcy court. The judge had to approve it. You know, there's times where it's overwhelming, and there's times that, you know, you, you still have the oh, shit moment. And it's um, last year was definitely an oh, shit moment that you're like, okay, now what do we do when we can't control the weather? Um, fortunately, like I said, I, um, John is a, a brilliant businessman and, and comes from manufacturing, and understands redundancy and getting yourself off of being too reliant on one one thing or the other. So, you know, we our group sales grew uh, from nothing to three million this year, and that alleviates you know the the loss of the ski season. So you kind of diversify yourself, and you see that in the industry as all these resorts realize that. You can't count on snow every time. Well, let's let's go to some of those um, first investments, first discoveries. So you own the, the resort, um, somewhat by surprise, but obviously intentionally anyway. <laughs> yeah. And you're discovering things about the snowmaking system. You're discovering things about the water park. You're discovering things about the hotel because you can't find everything in due diligence. Um, what, are, what are a couple of those things that still stand out that you went, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. <laughs> what are we going to do? I think John John often says it's like an onion. You're you're just peeling back to different levels, and, and absolutely everything we touched um, needed to be redone. Whether whether it was the computer systems or the roof on uh, the new uh, pub and grill and deck that we built, to the cable system at the hotel, to the phone system, to the I mean, it was, it, it's comical as to you can look at it, but you really couldn't get into it because, you know, we're skiers. We we don't know what we're looking for. I, I can't think of anything there that, that didn't need to be touched. Like I say, even from the computer system to the ticketing agents to some of the, the pipes. And unfortunately, we had a flood which flooded our pump house. But fortunately, with the insurance settlement, we got all new compressors and and. You know, otherwise that would have been a, another million dollars worth of investment. But I think John and I have invested about, we paid, I think, seven and a half, and we've invested another seven and a half into it. And that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. Um, the pipes were old. The snowmaking was, was, didn't make sense because you weren't running routes, so, and you were carrying these heavy hoses through through the woods to set up snowmaking on these hills. And John and I have gone to, you know, more maintenance-free tower guns, and you just switch the the, the switches. The water part that um, is something that I don't truly understand. But when something breaks, it's expensive, and it's a detraction from I think what we originally um, as skiers. We're interested in now. We appreciate having the indoor water park when the weather doesn't cooperate. I mean, we've had record sales um, throughout. However, uh, when we looked back, when they built this, um, and I'd been a skier, I'd been up there, like I say, 40 years, and John at least 25. When we used to ride the chairlift, and if you know Greek Peak, there's Route 392 that goes through the middle. Well, the ski side was on one side, 
and then they built this hotel and water park and you know and we sat there on these lifts i mean some of these lifts should be in the national historical museum we have the oldest lift in new york um in our chair too and we're like why aren't you investing in the ski resort i'm, I'm not I mean, I'm from Elmira. I'm an hour away. I'm not going to stay at the hotel. I'm not going to, you know, this is a day trip for me. What you really need is like a detach, a new lift, a um, an upgrade in almost every level for the skier, which is basically all I used it. Since we've owned it over the past four years, we've come to love the summer. Uh, it's actually very pretty and it's very busy up there just because it's in a valley and it's it, it's just really, it's about 10 degrees cooler than anywhere else. I'm sure it's like Vermont. But, you know, to a skier, he doesn't realize there's another season. So part of the marketing that, that John and I have done with our, you know, our fabulous team is to get people aware of what else the mountain has to offer when it's not skiing. Um, so it's one such case is like weddings. We went from three weddings, I think, when John and I took over to 42 last year. Um, group sales, I had mentioned that previously. We currently have mountain biking. All such things that, that you know, diversify your, your offering and actually get people to the hill. Like I say, our investments were based on, in the beginning, we know we needed a new lift. They had promised a new lift for three years. Prior, they'd put stuff up, billboards up, and, and as a skier, you became frustrated because every year it, it it didn't materialize. So we were, first thing we did was we went out to the NSAA conference and, and bought a lift. Um, you know, it's a, it's a quad which was innovative for the area and it was faster than anything we had on the ground. However, it wasn't a detachable, which John and I both have experienced it at many resorts, and we truly want a detach, and I think at some point we will be able to get one. But then there were so many other things that needed to be addressed, along with this hotel, which was a fractional ownership hotel. You know, we finally uh, got our license to sell units, but there's no market for it in, in central New York. Uh, so John and I owned about 480 of these fractionals, and uh, we had to unload some of them. Uh, so we just wholesaled them out to anybody willing to pay ten and twenty thousand dollars to to diversify our risk um, with the fees of running that place. So if you ask, like for one thing that we uncovered, it's like you you couldn't do enough due diligence to to figure out everything that needed to be done and and. There's still stuff that we stumble on in in um, in learning uh, because we didn't come from the ski industry. We're skiers, but we didn't know to look for snowmaking pipe. We didn't know to look for software. We didn't know to look for cable TV in the hotel. I mean, there were so many things that we didn't know. Um, if the public only knew how much we rehabbed, because um, the public typically sees, you know, the the outside stuff. They don't see, like, the inner workings, and, and you spend $500,000 on software and, and all those things to make it seamless transactions. But now as we get, you know, it's been two years in a row where the weather's up and down, we're, we're really focused on getting our snowmaking up to the highest efficiency possible because when you can make snow, we have to have, 
you know, 8,000, 10,000 gallons a minute out on the out on the slopes because you never know the next day it could be 72 degrees, which is what's going on now. So, so Mark, 7.5 million to acquire, 7.5 million poured in. What made you and your partners want to get Toggenberg after that? <laughs> it was an interesting thing. It's, it's in the food and beverage industry, and if this makes sense, there, there were two, two schools of thought. But in the food and beverage industry, it's 10% of our revenue, which is which has probably grown to probably 20%. It's just done well. Um, but it's probably about 99% of your headache. Um, this restaurant, this Foggy Goggle, um, is, like I say, is area-renowned. This guy runs, uh, Jim Hickey runs a phenomenal restaurant experience. You hear people that, that don't ski, they go there and they follow this guy. So when So it was the food. I don't want to say it was all the food because I don't want to insult their son, Darren, who, who runs the mountain. But basically, it, it's a great restaurant that actually happens to be there with a uh, ski resort attached to it. And we were hoping to take Jim Hickey's knowledge, which I shouldn't say hope. We, we have taken his knowledge and, and um, his expertise in cooking and brought it to Greek Peak. Um, the other player at, at hand was skiers typically drive north to ski. I, we see it. Um, we had always wanted to get into the Syracuse market, but the perception is we're, we're too far away from Syracuse, even though we're only 30 minutes. Um, and the terrain, you know, difference is, is amazing between Lab Song, Tog, and then Greek Peak. But it's hard to get rid of that perception, so we wanted to enter in. Um, Jim Hickey was looking to sell. We wanted to get up there, and we said, you know what, this is, this is great. We'll get a ski resort, and we'll also get food and beverage help, which we desperately needed at that point. Um, so that was basically the driving point. Um, there were some rumblings that, that the competition was going to buy them, and that would have sealed us off from Syracuse. Uh, we're not sure if that was true or not true, but... The bottom line is is the food and beverage at Greek Peak now is is second to none. It, so that investment paid off. Uh, the skiing is an added benefit. It's in a great suburb of Syracuse, and it's you know it's got some great uh, schools going there, and the race program is actually much bigger than than Greek Peak. So there are a lot of a lot of really great things that we got in this little niche resort. So you mentioned Syracuse. Um, give me your five other biggest markets for, for this area of New York? Our destination skier is um, basically coming from Philadelphia, New Jersey. Uh, it's a quick drive up 81, comes past. Uh, you skip the Poconos, which can be busy uh, because of the New York City crowd. But basically our, our day trippers, um, you're getting mostly Ithaca, Binghamton, Elmira. I'm trying to think like Skinny Atlas, a little bit of Rochester, some of Syracuse, uh, but mostly everything is coming up from the south. Well, for those considering buying a ski area who are not currently in the business and maybe are just skiers kind of like you guys were, give me some advice. As far as I'm concerned, make sure it's a passion and, and you're not looking for a quick buck. It's it's something that you have to be continually vigilant. And I remember us going out to our first NSAA convention and, and meeting with the owner of Durango at the time. And he said, you know, make it your passion. It, it, 
it doesn't happen quickly. It's frustrating at times. It's very capital expensive. Um, everything comes with a price tag. You just have to want to do it because it takes long hours, long dedication, and you really got to love it. And then you also have to realize that you're turning your um, place of relaxation. Um, John and I always tell the story of us skiing. It's like a week before we owned the place, we'd ski by garbage and we wouldn't pick it up. Now all of a sudden we ski down a hill and pick up everything. It's That's what changed your something that you enjoyed into actually a place of work. Um, and when it's successful, it's very enjoyable. But when it's work, it's very frustrating. So you, you really have to be all in um, to do something like that. And uh, I think Creek Peak is... is is a phenomenal decision, and, and I hope uh, the next generation of mine will, will benefit um, from all this hard work. But make sure you follow your passion and don't have dreams of this, this um, you know, lucrative, getting rich quick um, type of business because it's, it's, not, it's not as quick as that. It takes a while. Speaking of the, uh, the family, the next generation, uh, you putting your kids to work at this place yet or what? Yeah, it was funny. This year, um, and I'm laughing because Christine just posted a picture on Facebook, our 15- and 16-year-old daughters uh, were actually thinking that they were going to just hang out till midnight and get up at 3 p.m. in the uh, afternoon, and that was going to be their winter life. But uh, the Myers and Stemmerman put them to work and uh, – and they were junior ski instructors, and uh, they actually just finished up. They did phenomenal, um, but it was just funny to see, like, their faces when uh, you sit there and you tell them that they have to work New Year's morning, and they're like, well, we usually sleep at no, no, you got to work. So it's a great way to get them introduced, and uh, I think looking back, they would do it in a heartbeat again. Well, we're almost done here, Mark. We're going to finish <laughs> off on a fun note. We're going to play a little fill-in-the-blank. You ready? Oh, God. That's a good start. Skiing's biggest challenge in the next 10 years will be? Uh, conversion. The best Tom Hanks movie is? Oof, that's a good one. Or worst. Uh, <laughs> I got to think of that one. All right, we'll come back to it. The food item you sell the most of is? French fries. Oh, and cheese. And what? Cheese. We're like the leading, that's like one of our leading items. The cheese dip. You just say, it's just, here's some cheese dip? What do people dip in it? That's what they do, French fries and cheese. Must be a, a Finger Lakes delicacy. Yeah, it is, it is. You and John most often disagree about blank. Probably process. And your proudest moment in ski area ownership was? Probably last Saturday when the deck was, was absolutely swamped. It was a gorgeous day, and everything just came together perfectly. Um and uh, we continually um, get surprised and, and proud at those moments. Well, congratulations on your last few years uh, entering the ski business at Greek Peak and Toggenberg. Uh, it looks like lots of great things happening out there in central New York. Really appreciate the time, Mark. No problem. Thank you. Thanks again to Mark Stemmerman for his time and insight. If you're thinking about getting into the ski business on an ownership level for the first time, their story is definitely one to be Googling. 
Thanks to Waterbury Sports in downtown Waterbury, Vermont, for their help in keeping my gear in working order. They're located just down the street from the Prohibition Peg. Visit WinteryMixCast.com for archive episodes, social links, and ways to contact the program. And thanks, as always, to Vermont Public Radio and their members for their support in making the podcast possible. Goodbye. Well, cool. Um, we'll just get your levels really quick. Just tell us what you had for breakfast really quick. Uh, what did I have? Uh, turkey sausage uh, muffin from Dunkin' Donuts.